You're listening to the Brand Ambition Podcast. Here he is, the owner of Asai TV, lead singer of the One-Eyed Buffalo, former pro wrestler, former army soldier, published author, cat lover, host of Go There, Eat That, Super Proud Dad, and all that, Brandon Bishop. Here we are, here we are, we've made it through Thanksgiving, or you made it through Thanksgiving, I didn't do Thanksgiving, we do Turkey Day, we explained all of this last week, but I'm glad that you're all with me, I'm glad you're all still alive, 1327 was how many of you tuned in and listened to the Brandon Bishop podcast with me, Brandon Bishop, last week, and that's, uh, fuck, I know that's not for like a lot for, you know, some big name celebrity type or, you know, I was listening to Howard Stern earlier and uh, I'm sure that would be the most disappointing number in the history of his existence. Uh, that would probably, you know, he'd jump off a bridge if he got 1300 listeners. But for me, holy shit, that's pretty damn good. So thank you guys for tuning in and tell a friend. Share this thing, man. Share it. You, there's, there's a little button. It's like a box with an arrow sticking out of it. You click on that button, and you can bring the Brandon Bishop podcast with me, Brandon Bishop, into the lives of all your friends and family. You can do that. You can make this thing happen. And while you're at it, you can tell them about Asai TV. A-S-Y TV. You can get it at AsaiASYTV.com. AsaiTV.com. You just go there, and then you subscribe. You, you get to be a member so we can get in touch with you and you know tell you stuff that's happening, new shows, new episodes, new adventures. And then you can, like, subscribe. It's $2.99 for now. We're getting some pretty big shows coming up here. We're getting some pretty big volumes and upgrades need to be done, and there's travel expenses, so this thing may go up from $2.99. Are you ready? To maybe $3.99. We're getting ready to add a side TV classics, which is old TV shows and movies, you know, black and white stuff, silent films, uh, popular horror films and drama films and comedy, Three Stooges. Uh, we're getting ready, to, so we're getting ready to add that to a side TV. Plus, we've got a side paranormal over there. You can get a side paranormal.com. Uh, if you can go there right now, you can get that with all the freaky stuff, local and independent uh, investigating teams and old movies. And, and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun on there. Um, but aside TV, man, it's alive and kicking. We're going into our fifth year of existence. It could always be better. So tell a friend not only about this podcast uh, and bringing the joy and the um, chaos of the Brandon Bishop podcast. Um, you can tell them about that. You can tell them about the wrestling. There's a lot of shit going on. I got the Nine Mile Drive wrestling podcast, uh, which is just you know wrestling stuff. Because I didn't want to talk about wrestling stuff on here. Because wrestling, it takes up a great deal of my life. I was a pro wrestler, and you know the story. And it, I don't want to just litter this with wrestling stuff. So I just decided to do a second podcast. Why not? So you can listen to the Nine Mile Drive Wrestling Podcast if that's your thing. Um, there's a Psy TV. There's uh, new stuff coming up. My son and I wrote a book called Billy Fred Whopper Goggles, which is available on Amazon. Um, there's all kinds of stuff that you can enrich your own life as well as the lives of those around you with just endless Brandon. We got a new album coming out. There's a 
One-Eyed Buffalo album that I sing on with my buddy Dave, which we got into last week. Uh, there's a bunch of uh, look up that in the archives. You can listen to a bunch of the songs. I talk about my old friend. Uh, there's a new album coming out. So One-Eyed Buffalo on iTunes. You go there right now. Right now. You're listening to this on Apple Music, most likely, or iTunes or whatever it is, Spotify. We're available on all that stuff. One-Eyed Buffalo, Last Room on the Right is the name of the album. So that's available now. And then there's a new one coming out later in uh, 2020. So, I mean, there's all kinds of me that you can just spread all over yourselves and your friends and family like butter or mayo or hummus if you're, you know, into hummus. I try, I like hummus. I don't really like hummus though. I go by the hummus section in whatever store I'm in every time I'm in a store and I look at it and I go, yeah, hummus. But my diet like reminds me that I don't have things to like dip into the hummus and I don't want celery. Okay. I don't want to dip celery into anything. I don't like celery. I don't hate celery. I just don't like it. And I feel the same way about hummus. I don't hate hummus. I like it, but I don't love it. It's like just, I, it's there. I like hummus, like on a wrap. And then you put like chicken in there, make some like little, like little feta cheese, a little tomato onion, uh, maybe a little falafel or something in there, make a little middle Eastern type of wrap type of thing. I love that. But hummus pisses me off a lot. It does. Hummus will piss me off because I'll get the hummus. and I'm like, God, that sounds so good. And then I like, I don't really eat potato chips anymore because it was like an addiction that I had to get over. <laughs> it's like potato chips. I'd eat a whole bag at a time. And then they trick you into thinking they're healthy now with like these Boulder brands, which are just absolutely freaking delicious. Like the avocado oil ones with the ridges and all that stuff. And you dip them in the hummus and all of a sudden that hummus is not healthy anymore. Not to mention there's a bunch of salt in it and stuff like that. And then I have to add shit to it because I'm an asshole. I'll add like extra, I'll chop up olives and stuff and put it in there and put a little minced garlic in there. Garlic's good for you, but you know, I'll add like just pepper and hot sauce and just, just stir it all up and then it's not even fucking hummus anymore it's just a concoction with a base of hummus what did, what did chickpeas ever do to us anyway i don't know where this came from i really don't it's it's a it's a it's one of the, it's one of those days for me where i'm ready for this podcast trust me i'm ready there's been, i've done episodes in the past where i was not ready this one i'm pretty damn ready for because my cat says so. And again, if you don't know the story, if she hears my voice and it's not directed towards her, that's not acceptable. And I'm doing this from home today, so there's a good chance that either the entire episode will be sprinkled with random meowing in the background, or I'm going to have to get up, pause this for a second, lock her in the bedroom. Depends on how, how, how thick she lays it on. Sometimes it's just guttural, insane meowing like she did at 6 o'clock this morning. Now, I had to get up at 6.45. And you know how it is. Those 45 minutes like before you have to get up are crucial to having a great day. And if your fucking cat is meowing like she's possessed by a demon cat, I, I, I don't know what's wrong with her in the morning. And if you tell her to shut up, you go, or shut, shut up, get, then she says, get, gets louder. And then she'll go into the other room and meow, meow, meow. Well, you can't even like, and I don't want to throw anything at her. I don't even want to sprinkle water at her. But I pick up my glass and I shake it so she hears the water in it and it fucks with her brain and she runs away. 
And then she's in the other room, just guttural. She's 14 fucking years old. What? 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 What do you want? You have food. Your box is clean. You have water. You have toys scattered all around the house. You've got shit. You slept on my face for half the fucking night. Yeah, I'm talking about you. You are seriously an asshole in the morning. I, I've never loved another animal more than this animal. Like, think about all the animals in the world. This is mine. This is the one I love the most. She's my cat. 14 years. I found her when she was a kitten in Wichita Falls, Texas, under a car during a tornado warning. It was crazy outside, and I hear this little meow, meow. And I look under the car, and there she was. I'm like, oh, my goodness. She was like, this. she fit in my hand. She was basically, like, tiny. This is like this tiny little kitten, like, like straight hatched. And I put her up on my shoulder, and she just stayed up there, and 14 fucking years later, here we are. I'm bitching about her on a podcast. <laughs> I, I, this, is, this is the lunacy that is, you know, I am in my apartment here a lot because I do a lot of work from home. And especially in winter months, we're not traveling. We're not out there filming a whole bunch of stuff. We save that for like, you know, late winter, springtime. That's when it starts picking up huge but I'm here getting caught up. I'm doing a lot of business. I'm doing events and things like that. And I'm just, just locked in the house with my cat. And I don't know if, if, it's, if I'm just stir crazy. I got cabin fever or what. But then I think about her. And I'm really all, my mom points this out to me. I'm all she's got. I'm all that she has in this world besides, you know, a food bowl and a shit box. So I get it. She wants to spend time and she just, you know, can't get enough. She's insatiable when it comes to me. And I get that because I'm all she has. And when I go away for a week or something, she's just a different cat every single time. It takes her like two weeks to get back down to normal. So I feel bad for her. I mean, she's spoiled as shit. Don't get me wrong. I don't treat her bad. She gets all the love and affection she could possibly need. But she just needs more and more and more and more and more and more. Like if I ever bring a a, a girl or woman, girl, if I ever bring a woman over, uh, how do you say that? It sounds weird. If I bring a woman over. It just makes them sound like an object. <laughs> That's not what I'm getting at. If, I, if I'm in bed with somebody, she fucking has to wedge herself between us. She hates it. She's jealous as shit. Even if, the, you know, even if she's like being loved by the other person, she just kind of walks over. Even when my son's in bed with me and we're watching a movie or something, like she just doesn't like anybody in her spot. And I get that. I get that. I'm trying to put myself in her position, and I, I totally understand that. Anyway, this podcast is not all about my cat. I just wanted to explain the random mowing in the background if you hear it. And um, yeah, because it can get annoying. <laughs> it's time for the headlines, baby. Let's get funky. Okay, fresh from the CNN.com headlines page. Let's. Ow. <laughs> I just put a knuckle bump on the microphone, and it it didn't feel good, and it probably didn't sound too good either on your end. I'm going to go ahead, and uh, I'm done. I'm with Trump. I can't stand the look on his face anymore. And here's the thing. He's under a lot of shit right now, so he's doing a lot of decent things. Like Maybe next week I'll make a list. All presidents, whether it's your favorite or your unfavorite or somebody you loathe or love, all presidents do good things. Even Trump, he's doing good things for, uh, uh, let's just say, 
Shit, now I got to dig. <laughs> I've seen a lot lately, and I, I can't give you any classic examples. Some veteran stuff uh, is vastly improved underneath him, but that's kind of been going up the entire time. A lot of people give presidents way too much uh, credit for things that they that happen under their watch when most of the time all they do is sign a piece of paper and go, okay, that's really about it. It's not like Trump sat around with, you know, in a think tank with a bunch of people, which is how things probably should happen. And just made things, you know, better for veterans or whatever the is going on, but he's under a lot of shit right now with the impeachment process. And he's going to have to put some stuff out there that makes everybody happy, no matter what side of the aisle you prefer to sit on, which is stupid, by the way. I don't know why they do that. I didn't. You ever watch these like presidential addresses and like half the room stands up and claps and, you know, and then they'll say something about our, our, our veterans or our first responders and everybody's forced to get up and clap. It's such bullshit. They should mix everybody up in the room. It's, it's why I, I'm done with the R's and the D's. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Done with it. Done. We talked about this last week, but I'm just fucking done with it. And, um, yeah, I think everything needs to start from scratch, from the Constitution uh, to the amendments to everything. Everything needs to start from scratch to where it makes sense, because it's 2020 here, like in a month, people. Uh, that shit was written in the 1700s. Yeah. So anyways, I'm going to skip all the Trump stuff. Okay. Woman who says she was forced to have sex with British royals offers a uh, new detail. I think I watched a documentary about this. Is this the Epstein shit? Uh, which I'm also, yeah, it's the Epstein stuff. Uh, in her first UK interview, Virginia Guffrey, Jeff, Jeffrey, uh, previously known as Virginia Roberts, that's easier, told the BBC Panorama that she was 17 years old when she was trafficked by Epstein and forced to have sex with friends, including the Duke of York. She also accused the prince, who has repeatedly denied the allegations, of lying about their encounter and urged the British public uh, to back her over their their sweet Prince Andrew. You know, this whole sex trafficking thing, we, we should really... Uh, I've talked to a lot of people that are in the field um, just through my endeavors of filming. Uh, it's... It's, 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 I don't have to say it's awful. Obviously it's awful, but it's like another level of awful. It's modern day slavery. People talk about the slavery that happened centuries ago as if it was, you know, something that affects them today, which it does not. Like most of the slaves were actually Irish. I don't know if people know that, but uh, I don't see how it affects Irish people today. The Chinese slaves, um, that were sold by the Chinese. <laughs> it's not really affecting them today. And honestly, to be honest with you, I know this is going to cause some big controversy, but it doesn't matter what color your skin is. If your previous generations were slaves, like hundreds and hundreds of years ago, it doesn't affect you anymore. You have to put it in the past. That's where it belongs. And that putting it in the past is the quickest route to healing the here and now it doesn't affect you anymore. Stop playing the victim card. It's stupid. And everyone's really getting tired of it. Yes. Don't forget about what happened because we learned from the past to fix the here and now and improve the future, but you can't hold on to it and be a victim of something that didn't even fucking happen to you. But sex trafficking right now is happening. In every country and probably every state in this country, 
it, it's sickening, and it's happening to women and boys, and I can't imagine for the life of me. The, I mean, the parents, I mean, I, first of all, the worst thing that's happening is to the kids, of course, but you know, I have a 12 year old son. He's a beautiful kid who can be dragged in, you know, just walking to school one day, just loaded up into a van. And I know it's a very, it's not a rare thing. I mean, it's, it's a very small percentage of people to get, you know, abducted and all this stuff. Uh, when you look at the grand total of the population, but it's very real. It's a very real possibility. And I can't imagine just that, that question mark that's over your head the entire time. And whether you get them back or not, you know, eventually you get them back and then you, you got that a different question mark. Like, Oh my God, what happened to my kid? It's, it's, it's just the worst thing that is happening in modern day society. And it's fucked up that these people like Epstein and, and he's just a figurehead of this whole thing now, but it goes so much deeper. It's not just billionaires. It's, you know, this, the, the random freaking pedophile. Uh, look on your phone. Go on your phone. Go on the computer right now. Look up pedophiles near me. All of those people. I mean, some of them, you know, you get a, a sex crime for taking a piss outside and getting caught. That's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people who have molested and raped kids and all this or even attempted to or have that, you know, that that fucking broken wire in their head that attracts people to children. First of all, now I understand there's a whole demographic out there that can't get laid, has no sexual satisfaction, has urges like every single human being does. I understand those people. I've, I've probably been one. I'm one of those people now, okay? But what attracts any adult Male or female, and don't get me wrong, these are mostly fucking men. Women can get laid anytime they want. Um, you know, there, there's, a, like I said, a large demographic of men out there that have seen no part of pussy since pussy made them. God, I hate the word pussy, by the way, unless you're calling somebody a pussy. Oh, I'm glad I'm not a woman, so I don't have to say, like, oh, play with my pussy. Like, oh, God, that's, that's, oh. If, if somebody said that to me, I'd be completely turned off. Almost as much as turned off as I am by the thought of any kind of sexual attraction to it. Like even I'm 46 now, even like girls in their, in their early twenties are kind of like, just to me are like, uh, like what can you possibly do for me? <laughs> like it makes no sense, but people have that fucked up, broken sprocket in their head that just makes them attracted to children and they'll pay out the ass to be with one of these sex trafficked kids. They're fucking kids. And there's nothing I can say that hasn't been said already. There's nothing I can say that can, you know, define how disgusting and reprehensible it is to even consider that. But it's a it's it's a problem in 2019, soon to be, like I said, 2020 in a month. It's still a big problem. And you know what? Um who cares? If Epstein killed himself or, I mean, of course we should care if somebody killed him and to cover up something bigger. Absolutely. But can't we all just be glad that he's dead? Uh, What else? Trump. Dow falls more than 400 points after Trump's comment about China China trade war. More Trump. Ex-Trump official warns about White House. Trump. Eddie Van Halen's son defends Billy Ellish. For not knowing his dad's band. Who the hell's Billie Eilish? And who cares if she knows about Van Halen? Why is this a CNN story? 
If anybody should be offended about anything, it's that Eddie Van Halen's son, Wolfie, is in Van Halen. When Michael Anthony was, come on. You know, you could, here's the thing. I like Van Halen more with Sammy Hagar. Yes, I said it. And I like David Lee Roth more in his 80s solo career. Yes, I said it. It's the same way I liked Led Zeppelin not as much as Robert Plant's solo stuff. I said it again. Even Robert Plant's new solo stuff is fantastic. I liked Zeppelin, but I loved Robert Plant's solo stuff. I loved David Lee Roth's solo stuff. And I liked Van Halen with Sammy Hagar more than Sammy Hagar's solo stuff. But you had those four pillars, man. You had the two Van Halens. Eddie and Alex, and you had whoever the singer was, and I accepted both of them. But Michael Anthony was that fourth pillar. And I know he's a Van Halen. I know it's cool that he's, you know, the bass player is now his son, and they swapped out one chubby guy with a high voice for another chubby guy with a high voice. And I, and I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I don't have to like it. But, you know, Michael Anthony, that's the only thing. I don't even know who Billy Ellish is. There's a picture of some girl with green hair. Cool, whatever. <sighs> what else? Student and uh, school resource officer injured in second high school shooting in Wisconsin this week. I don't want to get off on high school shootings. It's, it's a bunch of lonely kids that have no fucking life. And the public and movies and media have and documentaries and all this shit have glamorized and celebritized these school shootings and the people who do them to the point where I have nothing else to live for. No one loves me. No one likes me. I have nothing to look forward to. So I'm going to go be a fucking asshole gunman and shoot up a fucking school. That's why this happens. There's really no other reason. Yes, they have shitty, obviously they have shitty home lives. They have something going wrong. Maybe mental illness is part of it. But it's, it's sad no matter what. I'm sick of people getting shot. There's a video of a kid getting knocked off a surfboard by a shark. Yes, I'll be watching that. And does it have volume? Let me guess there'll be a commercial to start it off. When one student gets left behind, we oh, here. Left behind. When one student gets left behind, IBM is still making commercials? Sure every child has the skills they need for jobs that are not even invented yet. I thought IBM was like an 80s company and it went out. Okay, here's a kid. He's on a surfboard. Don't blink or you'll miss it. This kid's like my kid's age. Um, I did miss it and I didn't blink. It just looked like he fell off. Okay, wasting your time here with this shit. Uh, what else, what else, what else? Elizabeth Warren, politics, blah, blah, blah. Some new movie for Black Widow. Scarlett Johansson is hot. Uh, new Star Wars coming out. We'll talk about that probably in a couple of weeks because I got like some tickets for it, whatever. Thank you to my friend Jackie. Brad Pitt cries more than he used to. We all do when we get older because when we were in our 20s, we were douchebags and the only thing that cared about was us. And then when we're in our 30s, we're only slightly less douchebags. And the only thing that we cared about was us and a few things. So now that we're in our 40s and, you know, 50s and all that stuff, I don't even know how old Brad Pitt is. Yeah, we care about more things because we've been around. And here she is. What, do you want to talk about Brad Pitt? No? Then shut up. 
Okay, I'm done with the headlines. I'm fucking done, man. We got a long ass show. We got all kinds of shit to talk about. I'm actually going to do a mailbox this time because uh, I've skipped it the last few times. And uh, yeah, let's get into this show. Oh, God. Welcome to the Dungeon of Douches. These people are assholes. Okay, I don't have this teacher's name, uh, but I actually heard this on the Howard Stern show, so I wanted to bring it up. Uh, there's a teacher in Utah at the uh, Deerfield Elementary School, a substitute teacher. Actually, uh, you know what? I had this queued up. Hang on. Let me look for this real quick. See if it's still queued up. You never know with these new phones. Of course it's not. Um, <laughs> not too hard to find, though. Here we go. So a teacher, a substitute teacher, basically shit all over this kid, pushed her bullshit religious agenda on a room full of kids, especially this kid. It was, it was after Thanksgiving. The teacher asked simply to come up in front of the class. You know, I, I imagine all the kids were saying something. Uh, give something that you're thankful for. So this kid, uh, I didn't even see how old this kid was. So the kid gets up and says uh, he's grateful that he's been adopted legally and he's giving thanks uh, by his two fathers. You know, they're a gay couple. It's 2019. This shit happens constantly. So this teacher basically gets up after the kid gives the speech and says that homosexuality is wrong and that it's a sin for this kid. I don't know exactly what she said. Uh, but I'll let uh, the dad, who's actually Louis Van Armstel, uh, who works with like Dancing in the Stars and stuff like that. So he went to social media and basically, uh, yeah. A substitute teacher Hang asked on. all the kids. So this just happened. We got a call from uh, Daniel School. The substitute teacher asked all the kids what they're thankful for, which is sweet, right? Which is just before Thanksgiving. Well, Daniel, and I got choked up when he said it, he is thankful that he's finally being adopted by his two dads the substitute teacher was giving her very clear opinion about two men is wrong homosexuality is wrong and yeah so you can imagine that set us off and um we are not letting this go good i am so proud of daniel's school not only did they let go of the teacher they said this woman is never going to teach in this school ever good, good, good. again. And Daniel didn't even want to say anything to get the teacher in trouble. Three girls from his... So this Cuts off there. Anyway, uh, it's good. The teacher's fired. Good for Deerfield Elementary in Utah. Uh, hopefully that teacher will never step foot in a classroom or near children again. All of you, like, radical religious fucking nutcases and i'm not talking about people that just go to church and believe in whatever they want to believe in because it makes them feel good and that's just what they've been told to believe i'm not talking about the standard churchgoer the standard religious person i'm talking about you fundamental evangelical fucking radical asshole pieces of shit that are out there brainwashing children like this with your own stupid stone age fucking religious goddamn agenda sorry my cat broke that up I think I'm going to have to lock her up. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. 6 a.m. You hear that? It doesn't make sense. She has everything she needs. 
So, yeah, I'm going to have to lock her up. Hang on. I'm just going to keep this thing rolling. All right, cat, let's go. You know what time it is. Goodbye. All right, and I'm back. Normally, I would cut the tape, but uh, personally, I think it's kind of funny. Anyways, now that I've taken care of the cat, these pieces of shit have just got to go, and I think they know their time is up. They're getting desperate. They're grasping on the straws. They're being more open, probably because of their little soapbox on social media that everybody has, or they're standing in front of a classroom in control of a bunch of children, they're they're just pushing it lately and you know what this country a hundred years ago was 99 percent religious mostly christian 50 years ago this country was 75 percent religious and i'm talking about organized religions go to church subscribe to the whole thing that was 50 years ago you know what today do you know how many of people are still like that today? 54%. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> your numbers are falling. Your grasp on society is falling. Your influence is thinning out. And I'm hoping in another 50 years when my kids have kids, because my son's the same way. He thinks Jesus is a character on South Park. And I didn't tell him that. He came up with his own, uh, his own ideas about everything. The same with Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. I didn't ruin that for him. He just figured it out because he's smart. And he's not being indoctrinated and programmed. But I'm sick of this bullshit. So today's Dungeon of Douche recipient is this teacher and everybody who agrees with her and everybody who uses their little social media soapboxes or any kind of position of power or authority over a child to program them for your stupid religious agenda that warrants you a first-class seat in the dungeon of douche because we're tired of it. You know, we don't speak out a lot. Us who don't subscribe, we don't go out and speak out because that's not what we do. We're against that kind of thing. We're not here to push our personal agendas. Because all we want people to do is love each other and be respectful. That's it. That's all we ever ask. Respect everybody as good as you can. And just be a decent fucking person. We don't need a book for that. We don't need Sunday classes for that. And we sure as fuck don't need some teacher in front of a classroom instructing our children to do that. In their opinion. I know a bunch of gay couples, females, males, and you know what? I can't think of anybody, and I know thousands of people, I can't think of anybody with two dads that was raised wrong or with two moms that was raised any different. Just let them love each other. Let them love their kid. Let them spread that love. Let them fuck up. Let them do, make mistakes. Let them succeed. It has nothing to do with you. So just knock that shit off, you're stupid, and we're done with it. Go jump into a fucking volcano for all I give a shit. Done with you. This world's going to be so much better if we survive in 100 years. I mean, I don't know. The planet may turn against us or whatever and shake, brush us off like bad dandruff. But 
if we get past all this environmental stuff and we manage to figure out how to survive and start fixing problems that are creating new ones, our kids, that kid in that classroom who had the balls to go up in front of all of the other kids and say, I have gay parents, I have two dads, and I'm thankful for that. That kid right there, does, he should be in the Hall of Respect. So he'll be an honorary member of the Hall of Respect. But yeah, to that t-shirt, to that teacher, let's go ahead and drag her down that dark, musty, wet, funk, moist, disgusting, rat-infested, spiderweb-covered hallway. Chain her up by the ankles, nice and tight to where her feet are turning purple and her toes are turning blue. Hang her upside down, let her face just dabble in about two inches of filthy, disgusting muck. And let's all look her in the eyes and say, Welcome to the Dungeon of Douche. And to the kid who went up in front of the class and said he's thankful to be adopted by two loving parents, no matter if there's two men, two women, or five people in the family who gives a shit. It's not important. It has nothing to do with anybody else but that family. To that kid, man, honorary high fives, hall of respect. But let's get to the actual hall of respect. Welcome to the Hall of Respect. These people are awesome. I love them. Okay, we had the honorary Hall of Respect for the kid that went up in front of the class and gave thanks for his parents. Now we're in the Hall of Respect, but I'm going to give an honorary Dungeon of Douche induction to a certain group of people. Most of them are the same people, much like that substitute teacher who I hope has a miserable fucking life from here on out. I truly hope that. And I hope these people do as well. It's the people that are outside protesting Planned Parenthood. You guys are the honorary Dungeon of Douche recipients, so enjoy being chained up in the whole whole aspect of that. But this is the Hall of Respect, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to flip the script and put Planned Parenthood in the Hall of Respect. Now I know this is going to be Super controversial. And I know this is going to piss off a lot of people. But let me tell you why. It has nothing to do with abortion, but we're going to cover that in a minute. What, does, what is Planned Parenthood? When you think of Planned Parenthood, what do you think of? Abortion. They're killing babies. Okay, first of all, that's not exactly accurate. They're killing goo. Uh, that could have turned into a baby. Do I agree with, here's the thing, I don't promote, I don't, I'm not a proponent of abortion, and I'm not, I don't support it, I hate the fact that it has to happen, as do most of the people getting an abortion, nobody's having a good time at the clinic when they know they're, you know, about to get an abortion, I don't want there to be abortion, I don't want the the need for it. But unfortunately, I don't get what I want, and the need for it is there. If I was a woman, first of all, I'd be really sexy. But secondly, if I got pregnant with somebody I didn't know or somebody I didn't want to know, or I'm just not in the financial or or perfect situation to bring a life into the the world, and I have an option, I'm going to take that option. Now, I'd like to think I'd be, you know, 
good with, you know, being on whatever pills are available or even having morning after pills and all that stuff. I'd like to think I would be smart enough to do that. And most women are, if they don't want a baby, I mean, yeah, you take care of that shit. You stick that little thing up there, that UE, whatever the fuck it's called, that hurts sometimes when you hit it. Um, <laughs> it's true. You hit that thing. It's like, ow, that little plastic thing went in my pee hole and that's not maintaining a hard on for me. But anyways, that's not what I think of though. When I hear Planned Parenthood, I think of the fact that they do, uh, women's exams. They offer birth control that like morning after pills, they do cancer screening and, and, uh, prevention. They, uh, do infertility, uh, services. They do, uh, uh, healthcare for men and women and checkups, uh, gynecological stuff, HIV, uh, services and care. Uh, they offer different services for, uh, like the LGBT, whatever the fuck I hate when people say that, but gay and lesbian and transgender services that most hospitals don't carry. Uh, sex dysfunction, people that can't get a boner anymore. Thankfully, I'm not that, but it could happen and I could go there. They do uh, pre-screening and testing and pregnancy testing and STD testing. It, abortion makes up like 3% of everything that Planned Parenthood does. And um, that is is why I'm, and not to mention, they do offer abortion services and therapy that is what Planned Parenthood is. That is what Planned Parenthood does. Anybody who thinks it's just about abortion or, that, or even that's the, it's the main thing that they, that they provide is that service, they're, they're wrong. And they've done no research. And they're stupid. Also, Planned Parenthood has been around for a hundred fucking years, federally funded. Now, Trump, of course, is going to be, I'm going to start because his little evangelical base is getting in his ear. And he has to, that's his voters. That's the only reason he gives a shit about what they say is because they're his voter base. And all these old fucking 60, 70, 80 year old, even, you know, some of these idiots in their 30s and 40s are, let's defund it. You know what happens when you defund Planned Parenthood? All of those other things, the main things that they do get decreased. And that just adds a burden of something like $160 million. It may be more to, you know, Medicare, Medicaid and stuff like that. So you're actually fucking the system by fucking Planned Parenthood. And you're stupid for that because you've done no research. You don't even know what Planned Parenthood does. All you see is this evil empire and you have no fucking idea what they do. Just because you think they're killing babies. And the stupidest thing I've ever fucking heard, and it's the stupidest thing out there, is that they're wholesaling uh, f- fetal tissue. Because somebody put out some fucking videos out there who I've actually, at this point, I've cast off a couple of people I considered friends because they're just not smart enough to realize these videos are edited to push their fucking religious bullshit agenda. These fucking videos are, half the people are actors. It's propaganda. And you fall for it. And it's all these fake websites and all these fake news stories. So what do they do? They'll stick a picture of a fetus or something on, on, a, on, a, on a page. And that's the first thing you see. And you go, oh, that's terrible. And it, and it is terrible. And they're like, oh, this fetus's heartbeat was still going on when you know they were harvesting its, its tissue. Bullshit. 
It's the easiest way to manipulate somebody, and you all fall for it. I'm not going to say you all because my listeners are smart enough not to. But you all fall for it. What if I did something like I put out a fake ad that says, you know, I'm harvesting anuses from kittens, live kittens. I'm going to carve their asshole out with a fucking ice cream scoop uh, for medical research. And I'm selling them at $15 a pop. And I've killed a billion kittens. And I'm making millions off of this stuff. $15 per cat anus. Boom. Right in my bank account. I guarantee you, if I wrote it out long enough, and I put some official, like, you know, the, the conservative or the, the whatever the fuck stupid title that I can come up with, dot com, and I put it out there on social media, I guarantee you, a lot of you, like an astounding, ashamingly thousands of you would believe it. And you'd be outside my office door with picket signs saying, save the kittens. Don't touch my cat's ass. You'll come up with chants and stuff. Because you're stupid. And that's the same fucking thing here. And for the record, I've never even touched a cat's ass except for my own cat's when she happens to sit on me and I feel this little cornflake something. I'm like, oh, gross. I don't want anything to do with kitten assholes. But I guarantee you, people would believe it. Just like they do this. It's dumb. Cite your sources, people. Do a little bit of research. Just a little bit. Don't just read the fucking article and look at the gross picture and come up with your own assumption because of the programming that you've had your entire life. God, it feels good to be just unprogrammed and awake. And don't think I just fuck on, you know, conservative Republicans. No, the liberal bullshit as well. I'm done with all of it. I told you, I'm done with the R's and I'm done with the D's. And I'm done with all these organized religions. And I'm done with anybody who has a financial uh, agenda to bring you aboard. Follow the fucking money. It's the oldest saying of all time at this point. Follow the money and you'll find out exactly why you believe what you believe. Nothing is real anymore. So anyways, to all the Planned Parenthood's employees, staff that have to put up with this bullshit all the time. Oh, and here's somebody else who's good for the dungeon of douche. Hello? Hi, this is Fast Funding. You have been pre-approved for a loan of up to 250000 Oh, 250000 If you're interested and would like to speak to one of my reps, again, press 2 if you're interested to speak to one of my reps. Okay, I'm going to hit press- 2. We'll hold the Planned Parenthood thing. It's on pause. Sorry. One is currently available to take your call. Oh, what the fuck? The tone. Press pound when finished. Uh, hi. My name is Billy uh, Peckerwacker, and I uh, would love to be taken off your list forever. And I would love it if you could go fuck yourself. Thank you. Okay. Anyway. So, um, <laughs> Planned Parenthood, uh, hall of respect, high fives, hugs to everybody who has to put up with this bullshit, this fabricated agenda pushing propaganda bullshit that people fall for constantly. And to all the friends that I recently cast off, I'm not going to say I lost any friends because I don't feel like I've lost anything at this point. Honestly, here's two middle, middle fingers. And I would say this to your face and you know it. 
two big middle fingers right in your mouth. I'm done with you. I'm done with your brainwashed bullshit. You know what? I don't agree with abortion either. I do not. I don't want it to happen. I don't want it to be a thing whatsoever. And hopefully someday we can figure this out, whether it's through certain birth control or just, you know, being a smarter society. I feel absolutely terrible every time I hear that somebody had to get an abortion, mainly for that person. I I just hate it. I hate the whole thing about it. But it happens and there's a need for it. It's a ugly need. It's one that's very regrettable that this society has to do that. But it does. And I will always support one's self-decision. Mainly the female. I mean, don't get me wrong. If it's, you know, the, the pregnant lady and she got pregnant with a guy, I personally think that should be a joint decision. You know, I mean, the guy gets 25% of the vote and the woman gets 75% of the vote. But it's, it has nothing to do. I know, oh, we're saving the babies. Do you, uh, should I get started on overpopulation? <laughs> I don't want to. I really don't want to. Should I get started about the statistics of bringing in a child that is unwanted? I don't want to get into any of that stuff. You're you're smart. Figure it out. But it's a need and it's a service that deserves to exist. And it's a small part of what Planned Parenthood does. So welcome to the Hall of Respect, Planned Parenthood. Product placement. Brandon likes this stuff. We're getting to some deep subjects, aren't we? Talking about abortions and gay families and what else did we talk about? I've already purged all that information. I can't remember what I said five minutes ago. It just keeps spewing out. And that's what a podcast is. It's just people spewing shit, isn't it? I mean, what what else what else are we trying to accomplish here? I'm not telling, you know, weather reports and stuff. It's just a bunch of spewing. Anyways, today's product placement. I got my son a, an early Christmas gift, or I'm sorry, Santa Claus Day gift, and uh, he's the weirdest kid, man, mainly because all year round he gets whatever he wants. He sells books. He makes his own damn money. If he wants something, he'll buy it, or I'll just get it for him. It's not like, oh, we should hold off until his birthday. No, there's none of that. Every day is his birthday. Every day is Santa Claus Day. We have a lot of fun, and he's, he's pretty spoiled, but he deserves it, and he spoils himself, so I got him this gift. Uh, He's been asking for it for a long time, and it's just a weird thing for a 12-year-old boy to ask for. He wanted a weighted blanket. Now, I don't know the company name. Actually, hang on. It's right next to me. Um, Oh, it's a Target brand. It's like Room Essentials. It was on sale, so I was like, ah, he's been asking for one. Um, So I got it for him. It was only like 45 bucks. It was like half off, so I couldn't pass it up. Uh... And I didn't really know what it was. I mean, it's just a blanket with some like metal in it or something. What is this thing? And I, I, I didn't really, you know, he, when I bought it for him, he opened it up and he's like, oh yeah, he's really excited. Laid down on the couch and keep in mind, I just picked him up from school. I hadn't seen him all day. It was like, you know, I want to spend some time with my kid. Nope. He laid down, put this weighted blanket on him, uh, which he's, you know, he's a small kid, fit him perfectly. Literally six minutes later, he was completely out. 
and slept for 10 hours. It was unbelievable. So I'm like, okay, well, when he left and, you know, goes back to his mom's house, I grabbed the blanket and I just said, okay, I'm going to sit on the couch for a second and put it on me. Same thing. <laughs> it knocked me out. Like, I almost missed a meeting because, like, thankfully I set my alarm. They're incredible. And this is only like a 12-pound blanket. I know you're thinking 12 pounds, that's a lot of weight for a blanket. And it's pretty heavy for a blanket. But there's like 20-pound ones out there that I want for my size. So I might be grabbing another one of these weighted blankets here pretty soon. It's absolutely incredible. It's not too warm. I was worried about that, like thinking it'd be too warm. So I don't Room Essentials, the one at Target, it may still be on sale for the holidays, whatever. Go grab one. Uh, that's Like I said, uh, Target's not paying me. Room Essentials is not paying me to say this. They're not giving me free product. They should, but they're not. Um, but it's just my suggestion of things that I like and that my kid loves this thing. So uh, and it's, it's almost like an, a, a playful argument that we have every time he comes home from school. He goes straight for that damn blanket. I'm like, get the fuck, put that fucking blanket down. I'm spending time with you, you little shit. Like, put the blanket down because I know what happens as soon as you put that blanket on you. You're gone. You're just, you're, you're dead to the world at that point. So yeah, I have to, you know, hide this blanket from him because he loves it so much. And I think you will too. I know I do. I do. I do. I like the weighted blankets. So that's my product placement. Melta. Thank you to Blues Clues for that soundbite. Uh, I'm excited about this mail time segment as I'm actually checking my email time on the phone in the background. Don't just ignore me. It's like... It keeps going bloop, 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 bloop. I'm like, well, that's bad, isn't it? Like, it could either be really good or really bad when you start getting, like, text messages. or Oh, it's Starbucks reminding me that I have um, a whole bunch of stars, which I actually used some to buy some egg bites this morning. So I got egg bites in me. It was a good morning. Dropped off the kid at school. I'm not going to see him again for this week, so I'm a little bummed about that, which is why I dove right into this outlet that I call a podcast. And I thank you for listening. Uh, Mailbox. Holy crap. We, you know, I got a lot. I haven't done one of these mailbox segments in, in probably this month, maybe a month and a half. And the questions kept adding up. So I really appreciate you guys writing, writing questions. A lot of them are like the same stuff or things I've already answered. So if you don't hear yours, I apologize. Um, and plus, I'm only going to say your first name because I don't want people to hear you and then look you up on Facebook because that's some creepy shit. Uh, anyway. Um, question number one from Shane, uh, sorry to hear about your loss. Dave was cool. Oh, my guitar player. Dave was cool. Caught you guys in Lawton years ago. When will the next OEB album, one eyed Buffalo, uh, be out? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm going to try to get it out by the end of uh, winter, maybe around springtime. I'll have it, uh, submitted and mastered and everything. I just got to add vocals and sound effects and, you know, different sound bites and stuff like that. We're, it's, I'm really trying to make it, like I said last week, uh, a tribute to Dave uh, and his music. So I've got countless videos and, and stuff from us in Korea and just from everywhere. And I just, uh, I'm going to use a lot of that. So uh, 
a lot of his voices and uh, just sound bites and things like that. So I'm hoping springtime, um, which means probably summer. Uh, Jim wants to know, what's my favorite video game and why? And why? Does there have to be a why? Um, right now, I am playing the hell, and I've just beaten, like, the, I have, like, one little thing left to do in this game, and there's really nothing else until they do another update. Slime Rancher. If you haven't played Slime Rancher, I've got an Xbox. I don't know what console you have, but find it. It's the most fun, addicting, time-wasting. I like to do things when I'm thinking or when I'm coming down or just, you know, just I like to relax and do that. Maybe it's a bath. Maybe it's just, you know, watching infographics or something or on YouTube or, or just, you know, I don't, I'm not much of a gamer like my kid is, but I just like to kind of, you know, do something in the background and just kind of, you know, and that's, it's the perfect, it's like Minecraft in that same way i i love just playing minecraft once in a while and for hours next thing you know i'm like oh okay i got some thinking done you know and because thinking is half of doing really you got to think about it and just piece things together and i come up with great ideas i think and you know slime rancher is just one of those time wasting things you got a bunch of slimes there's different kinds of slimes and they they shit everywhere it's called plorts you collect all the shit or the plorts and you you buy things with it and uh, you got to feed them and you got to maintain them and you've got to, <laughs> you got to, you know, all these different fruits and vegetables and chickens. And it's, it's a crazy game, man. It's not like, you know, farm hero or any, or whatever that's called. It, it's, it's just fun. And then there's things you can fight. And then there's just maps that are just take you everywhere. It's a huge game. So I really like me some slime rancher. Um, like I said, slime rancher and Minecraft are probably my two favorite games. Uh, next question from Eddie. Is that? No, it's not Eddie. Eddie. Uh, least favorite meal filming. Go there. Eat that. Here's the thing. You know, when you're, when you're filming a, a food travel show, you, these places are opening their doors to you and saying, Hey, you know, here's a bunch of free food most of the time. And most of the time, like 99% of the time, it's all amazing stuff and there's no acting involved whatsoever. Uh, the only time I had one thing, don't get me wrong, everything else they, they fed me was absolutely incredible. But the only uh, thing that I think I've eaten, I've eaten octopus, I've eaten eel, I've had cra- you know crawfish, all kinds of stuff that I would never, ever, ever, ever order, uh, you know, just sitting down to a restaurant by myself or, you know, just going out. Um, but we are at a place called The Dough Zone. Um, Dumpling House in Seattle filming with uh, Paywin, uh, Vicky, who's one of the sexiest humans alive. Uh, <laughs> she wanted nothing to do with me. Anyway, um, and I ordered uh, the Pigfoot soup. It was just the grossest, most like gelatin. It was a fucking Pigfoot. It looked like a Pigfoot in some broth. The broth was okay, but like I tried to eat it and I, it was, it, I almost threw up. Everything else you gave me, all the buns and dumplings and all, unbelievable. Like, go there, eat all that shit. But don't get that Bigfoot soup unless that's just something you like. Yeah, that was absolutely disgusting. Uh, Trey wants to know, uh, Trey again, well, he always makes it on here. Uh, new show ideas. What's next on SI TV? It's a good question. Uh, we're working on this kid's show, and um, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I think it's called Super Zach and the uh, Super Zach and something kids going to be a bunch of segments, kids doing awesome things. There's some puppets involved and stuff like that. It's kind of like Sesame Street, but, you know, not <laughs> it's for that same demographic. 
Um, also, I'm going to be hosting another new show called Make Me Believe, where I travel around the world interviewing religious figures and converting to different religious things. I know after what I just said earlier, um, but I want to understand it better. I want to know exactly why I don't subscribe. And I want, I'm not, it's not going to be shitting on these religions at all. It's just a, 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 exploring them, finding out what makes them tick. Why do people, why are people drawn and literally dedicating their lives to them? So, um, it won't be a defamation whatsoever. It's just an exploratory type series that I'll be filming. And, um, I mean, hell, I got a meeting today with a girl about doing a show about kink, about sexy stuff, you know, sex, not porn. It's not porn. It's, you know, just sex, sex shops and instructors and, you know, parties and things like that. It's, you know, something for the adult. We try to do something for everybody. So all kinds of new stuff and new episodes of existing shows and Eva Lisa's show coming out soon um, with the wrestler Eva Lisa. She's awesome. Her first episode is basically done, just waiting on voiceovers. Amy Duma sent me voiceovers out of nowhere, like literally out of nowhere. Lita from WWE. So there's a new episode of the UFO show on there. Go to ASYTV.com. What else here? Uh, ever play any sports besides pro wrestling? Yeah, I used to play football and baseball and all that shit that just never really got, wasn't very good. I was good enough to get on teams, but not very good to make it interesting for me. So I was also on the wrestling team and I was more, more interested in mental things, music and just you know, the kind of stuff I do. So, you know, I like it. It's just not something I ever cared to do. Uh, what city stands out from all my travels? What city stands out from my, they are, they're all so different, but so much like my buddy Garrett, who I used to travel with a uh, host of lost in America and was sign in hand. He used to use the word monochromatic, which I always thought was, that's a cool word. And it's basically, you know, every city's got a Walmart, every city's got McDonald's and Burger King and all these different same stores and cricket wireless. And I don't know why I said cricket wireless, but all the cities are the same, but I like the cities that have little defining features like San Diego or uh, Philadelphia. I had a great time in, uh, you know, Washington, DC. I, I, I didn't really, I've not really like New York. I love, uh, but every city's different and I can't, I, I I can't really pick like my favorite one or which one stands out because they all stand out for different reasons because we like to film things that represent those cities. So um, I, I can't really pick like one. Uh, who's the girl that got away? <laughs> That's from JB. Um, the girl that got away. Does that mean like one that I wanted but didn't get in any aspect or like the one that I didn't? Like, obviously, they all got away because I'm 46 years old and single. <laughs> like, they all ran away quickly. Uh, and some of them I ran away from. Uh, there's a girl in Detroit named Tina. Um, she knows who she is. I, God, was so in love with this girl. You're talking 25 years ago. She was in a band. She played guitar. You know, surprising. I've always been attracted to female musicians. But Tina was just like this most humble, sweet little, and, and, and don't get me wrong, she'll chew your ass and, you know, be funny as hell as well, but just like this sweet, tiny, little short girl, like just beautiful. And I messed up because I started dating her bass player, Anne, and, uh, who's happily married to a good friend of mine, Donnie, and they've been married for decades, and it's awesome. I'm so happy for both of them. 
But I, you know, I was dating Anne, and that just kind of ruined it for Tina. Like, not that I think I ever had a chance to begin with. But man, even to this day, we're Facebook friends, and I always tell her, like, I'm going to come out there, and we're going to go on a date finally. <laughs> She's over it, you know. She doesn't. She doesn't care about that stuff. <laughs> Anyway, if I lived in Detroit or if she lived out of here, I would make an effort. I would because I still have that in the back of my mind that she is that one that got away. Uh, and I just, you know, I never even kissed her, never never had a date, never had anything. We hung out a few times, but like all these years later, it still sticks with me. Just not that because I failed and I have to make up for that. No, it's not that at all. It's just that she was such a such a cool person, like to this day, still unbelievably beautiful and just cool as shit. So, yeah, Tina, <laughs> maybe I'll tag you when I release this episode and I won't say your last name because everybody will attack my friends list and be like, oh, let's look at all the Tinas. But you can't do that because I blocked anybody from doing that. Anyway. Okay, last question. Oh, my God, we're running late, man. Uh, last question. And <laughs> here's a sex question. Um, name a time you realized you were over your head in bed. I don't, here's the thing. I'm not like being macho by saying this or not, or by saying this, but I can't remember a time. Um, I mean, maybe when I was in my early twenties, when I literally did not know how to have sex. And if you're in your early twenties, male or female, guess what? You do not know how to have sex yet. And I thought I knew in my 30s as well, and I did not know. And I thought I know now, and I think I know now, because it kind of goes downhill from here, right? Maybe when I'm in the 50s, it'll just be perfect. But I think I'm pretty damn good right now, to be honest with you, with what I got to work with. You know, it's not a massive freaking baby's arm holding an apple or anything. It's, it's, it's very, very slightly above average. So that's what I get to work with. But I think I'm decent. You know, I could work on my body a little bit, and I am. Anyways, uh, when I was a kid, though, like, I remember being a six-pump chump with this Mexican girl named Maria. I couldn't tell you where she's at, what she's doing, but I remember it was just, like, in and out, done. Like, it was, like, she was so hot and just so, like, just giving and just, like, sexually nurturing and just, like, all over me and doing everything that I imagined that I had ever wanted at that point. And I just, just remember being, like, I... And we tried again and again and again, and it was like, what is going on? Like, this is just crazy. Like, ah. Uh. Another time, a little more recently, and I'm not going to say this girl's name because I still work with her. Um, I guess she just came out of like a really weird kind of, I guess, semi-abusive relationship, and it fucked with her head, and it, I just wasn't doing uh, like enough hardcore shit or something like I don't want to punch anybody I, I don't want to punch you in the face like I'm sorry I don't want to bite you until you bleed and I'm not saying she asked for this stuff but I'm just saying it's that I'm, I'm not I, I will fucking be as intense as I possibly can and there will be some pain involved and there'll be some restraining and there'll be some I'm a fucking pro wrestler I know some like chain wrestling moves that work in bed trust me but I don't want to go, you know, that far with it. It's not, it's just, I'm, I'm 40 fucking six years old. It's a lot of work, okay? I, I, and once in a while, if I'm feeling up to it, then fine. But, you know, I like to get my little half hour and then I'm just good. I'm good at that point. I'm like, okay, I'm, we're all 
we're good, right? Like, and some women these days are like three minutes in and they're like, are you ready to come? I'm like, no, no, you better sit back for a while because this is going to go on for a while. Sorry if I'm boring you, but I'm having fun. So don't ruin this for me. Um, <laughs> but it's, yeah, just, uh, you know, I was, I felt over my head with her. Uh, who I'm still very good friends with, by the way, but that's like the only time I remember being like, am I any good? Like she fucking hates being in bed with me or something. Like she said she got off. I, I guess, you know, I did something right. But should I punch her? Like, what am I doing? Like, I don't want to punch her. Like, this is stupid. Anyway, good question though. And I think that, uh, we'll close the mailbox with that one. Yeah. A little sex talk. Give me the meat. Give me the meat. Can you have any pudding if you don't give me the meat? Okay, speaking of sex talk, it's time I whip out my meat. What does that mean? You know what it means. You've been listening. It's the meat of the episode. It's the main event, the headliner, the the, the focal point. And we're going to talk about success and failure. Not just in business, not just financially, but, you know, in life in general, I've got a couple, this is, you know, it's going to be a personal thing. It's not really a broad subject. This is my podcast. You're listening to something called the Brandon Bishop podcast. So I'll, you know, I'll I'll reel in a lot of my own personal things Um, and, and a lot of things I get pissed off about because honestly, I'm sitting here right now, five years into this society TV thing. And we're doing okay, but okay isn't good enough anymore. I'm sick of just paying the overhead. And here's the thing, you know, we're, we, we need to advance. We need to push, you know, advertise. We need to do a blitz campaign. We need to do all of these different things. And we can't right now because we're just doing okay. It's paying the, it's paying the bills. And I'm very, you want to talk about success? I've not had a job in five years. I've not worked for anybody else, let me put it that way, in five years. This is the hardest job I've ever done in my life, but it's the most rewarding because with these two hands and my own brain and a little bit of equipment, a very little bit of equipment, I've managed to pay all my bills and you know, sometimes I need help. Everybody does. Other times, I don't. Sometimes I'm helping other people. But I'm very proud of the fact that I've not had to hold a job for the last five years and I've been doing all of this with my own intuition, my own ideas. And like I said, my own talents that I'm very proud of. And that is success to me, but it it could be so much better. And here's where I'm getting pissed off at. I've got 5,000 friends on Facebook. I know about 3,500 of them personally. It's not, I'm not bragging about that by any means. It's not something to brag about. It doesn't matter how many people follow you on Instagram. It doesn't make you any cooler of a person. Character action and skills. That's the only thing that counts. I'm trying to increase my level of all of those. But I've been asking you, you, 1,300 people last week listened to the Brandon Bishop podcast. I know it's free, but a side TV costs $2.99 right now. $2.99. You spend 10 times as much as that at Starbucks every day, or at least two, three times as much as that. And you can't support me once a month with a $2.99 freaking subscription to my network. You've got Netflix and Hulu and, and Amazon. Now you got this Disney plus shit and you've got all these different things that you pay 10, 12, 15 bucks a month for 20 bucks a month, HBO, all this stuff, Amazon prime. 
You've got all of that. WWE Network. Yes, you've got all of that. It equals up to being about what you would pay for cable every month. You probably got cable too. And you can't support your friend, Brandon, even if I don't know you, an independent filmmaker, $2.99 a month. You can't do that. There's hundreds of hours of all original commercial free television sitting here at asytv.com, asytv.com, and you can't fucking do $2.99, friends? I've got more strangers that I have no idea who these people are, and that makes me happy because the word's getting out, but I have no idea who these people are. I've got more strangers out there that have my network than I have my own personal friends. What do you want me to do? Give it to you for free? You know, come over here and pay my light bill then. Fine, I'll give it to you for free. But what the fuck do I have to do to get through to you? Well, I just don't watch a lot of TV. Bullshit. It's online. You're always on fucking YouTube. Well, YouTube is free. It's $2.99. Here's the thing. I am so grateful for all the people that are subscribing right now. I'm so grateful for our viewers. I'm so grateful for all the feedback we get. But don't tell me it's not worth it. And don't tell me. Here's the thing. I buy my friends' albums all the time. I support my friends all the time. Their products, their services. I'm constantly out there supporting my friends' businesses because they mean that much to me. And a lot of them support me right back. But you know what? A lot of them don't. So if you're listening to this right now and you care enough about me as a person or about what I have to say or my opinions or whatever it is to listen to the something called the Brandon Bishop podcast. And why the fuck aren't you going to asytv.com right now, asytv.com and enjoying my life's work. My son has a TV show on there. I have a couple shows on there. Amy Dumalita from WWE has shows on there. There's shows about counterculture, drug addiction, homelessness, comedy, Everything you could think of, food and travel, adventure. Everything's on there, man. Like everything that you would watch on the travel channel that you're paying, you know, top dollar on cable for. And you can't spend $2.99. That drives me absolutely batty. And I don't know how to reach out to you. And I, I don't know how to do it. This is where I fail. This is a failure of mine. I don't know how to convince people you know, the, the, the masses I'm talking, I'm not just talking about 5,000 friends on Facebook. You know, that would be nice if all of my friends would support me. Even all of my family would support me. That'd be fantastic. I'd probably cry myself to sleep with tears of joy to get that kind of support. But I'm talking about there's 350 million people in the country, 165 million households. How do I get 1% of that? Or 10% of that would be nice. How? How do I get a million subscribers? If you're out there and you know and you've got ideas, bring them to me, man. We'll work together and make a fuck ton of money. I've been told by people that work at Turner that sit in an office in Atlanta that I'm sitting on top of a gold mine. I just need to find the fucking shovel. Where's the shovel? Like, don't just tell me that shit. Tell me where the fucking shovel is and I'll dig until my fucking hands are bleeding. I'm already doing that. You know, I'll, on, my, on my tombstone, which I'll never have because I plan on being cremated and spread my ashes somewhere or made into jewelry or whatever, or plant a tree, well, I don't give a shit. My last words, I just wanted you to watch. I just wanted you to listen. I just wanted you to read. 
That's all I've ever wanted. Not that I wanted to be some superstar. I don't care about that stuff. I am the creative type that just wants to share these stories with you. That's what a side TV is. It's all about stories. Even if I'm eating at a restaurant in freaking Philadelphia or something, it's the story of that place. It's human stories. These are all documentary style shows. There's stuff about domestic violence on there. There's ghost hunting shows. There's, you know, all, there's so much stuff, man. Everything from drinking to sweets to, to <laughs> you name it, man. It's so much. And I just don't understand how to reach the, the critical masses that can make this thing a success. Do I have to hire influencers? Is that the new thing where, you know, someone will get on Instagram and say, hey, you should try this. It's really cool. Blah, 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 blah. I see that all the time. I, I don't know what it is. I wasn't born with a silver spoon stuck up my ass. I have no idea the feeling to be able to just throw money at something and make it succeed. I can't do that. So I have to come up with other grassroots types of ways to do it. Independent thinking outside of this box, which I've been existing in for five years outside of the box, but it would be so great just to have that base 1300 people that listen to this podcast, which I said is not a bunch, but it would be a damn good start. What do I have to do? Reach out to you all individually. Cause I'll do it. I'll write you all a personal letter. This is what I need. And here's another thing that you may not know about. And this is something I don't talk about. A lot of what I make goes into independent charities, direct to family, charity type support, fundraising, things like that. It's like my monthly events do. I made myself that promise when I started. So of course, overhead is covered. Bills are paid, but then I give 20% of whatever's left over. So, you know, and I'm here again, I'm not looking for a cookie. I'm not looking for a pat on the back. I'm not looking for anything from you. And sometimes I find myself fucking broke because of that shit. I'm breaking myself to raise money for families in need. You know, yeah, I'm just a saint, I guess. That's not what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at is you could be helping us do a lot more. Oh, it's $2.99. And I'm going to raise it to $3.99 as soon as we release uh, Sci TV Classics, because that's like a network within inside a network. A network within a network is what I meant to say. We may be adding a Sci Paranormal to the normal Sci TV and is having this big family of things with literally thousands of hours of programming. Maybe it'll go up to four ninety nine. I don't know, but I have to start turning a major profit with this thing, and you people aren't helping me at all. It's a real fucking bummer. Like I said, we're doing really good. I'm not going to say really good. We're doing good. It's, it's, it's alive. It's been alive for five years. You don't last five years by shitting a bed every single month. We're doing okay. But we need to be doing fabulously. We need to be doing extremely good. Great. Amazing. Awesomely. Stupendously. And that's where you come in. And you know what? Here's the thing. I've had a lot of different careers. I was in the, was in the Army, as you know. I had major successes. Like when I was in Korea, I was in, you know, in not only I met Dave there and I was in a band and, you know, we got real popular on post because there was nothing else to do. Um, that's a minor success, but it was a success in my military career. I was winning all kinds of medals and stuff over there and it was a big success. I was handling the newspaper and the, the boss program, the better opportunity for single soldiers on the peninsula. I was doing all kinds of extracurricular things that just made me look great to where the generals were requesting my presence. 
And then I go back to Fort Sill, Oklahoma. And then I was just, you know, random face in the crowd. And I still had that mentality where I was a big shit and I got shit on. It sucked. I hated being back at the first of 117th Battalion, whatever the hell it was called. Um, I hated that place. And that's why I got out. Uh, you know, pro wrestling, Asylum Championship Wrestling was my promotion. And we had, you know, when we came out to Colorado, we got big. It was really good. We had some really good times in Wichita Falls, Texas, too. But then we had really bad times in Wichita Falls, Texas and in Oklahoma. Then we had some bad times here, which made me get out of it. Stop being fun. Music. I've played in front of, you know, 15 to 18,000 people before. And I've played in front of five people before. If that, that weren't even listening to me. So, you know, I've had major successes and total failures in everything. My son's book sold pretty good, but not anywhere near like I hoped it would. Now, you have successes being a parent. Thankfully, I don't fuck up a lot in that aspect because I can't. But, you know, I've had major successes with him. Just the fact that we're so close after all these years, I feel like a success. And I'm rich in a lot of different uh, aspects. Financially is not one of them. Not at all, but you know, I'm very rich. I'm a very wealthy person when it comes to being loved by my son and having that relationship for what you know for half time a week, which sucks in its own right, and that's a failure. But at the same time, it's what I get, and I'm grateful for that. And I just think that you know, with every success and with every failure, we just have to be grateful for the success or grateful for the lesson learned from the failure. And I'm working on that, and I think you all need to work on that as well. Um. It's hard to be grateful sometimes. It really is when things are just piling up and you know there's just a wall of negativity against you, it seems like, and another brick wall in every direction you turn. But I'm trying, and I'm really, it's something that you do when you get older. You start getting more grateful for the small things, like I think I mentioned last week, and you just, and then you have less of a tolerance for others, you know, the small stuff. So it's, it's one of those things. I just wanted to cover, I'm writing an autobiography and I'm kind of in it. it I've been writing this stupid thing since, uh, since 2001. It's, it's been like a, almost 20 years of writing this autobiography. Like when I, st- when I finished it the first time, I was still with my ex-wife in the year 2001, I think, maybe 2002. I was r- still living with her. And, you know, we had a kid together and it's a whole nother fucking story, but I finished it then because I thought that was my level of happiness that I achieved. I've been fucking searching for this happy ending for 20 years and I haven't found it yet. Or maybe I just glanced over it and I've been writing this book and then I go back and I look and I go, well, that doesn't mean anything anymore. Like this meant something to me at the time, but it means nothing now. It's not even worth even, I don't even remember anything about this. And it's written in my book because it was a big deal at the time. But I was 20 years ago when I was 26, 25 years old. And now I'm writing stuff that may not mean shit in 20 years when I'm in my 60s. So what do I do? Just keep writing and just removing things and putting things in. And But my happy ending for me in my head has always been... Like I finished a book another time in 2008 when I came out the curtain for my first show in Colorado to 400 people sitting there. Dr. S. Steve Williams was in the back. He's an awesome guy, famous wrestler. 
And I thought at that point I was getting back with my son's mom and the kids were out in the crowd and she was there and it was just, you know, I, I, I was very happy at that moment. And it was, I, I, it was very optimistic. I was very optimistic. Things were good. I packed this place. You know, things were exciting. And I just, uh, you know, I, I said, there you go. There's the finish of the book. But, you know, nothing, we didn't get back together. And, <laughs> you know, the shows kept going on for years and years and years and years, another five, six years after that. And there was more high points and there was more low points. And then, like, something all new would come in. Then a side TV comes around. You know what? Maybe I'll finish the book when... I always said, you know, we'll finish the book when I get to like 10,000 subscribers. Not even fucking close to that right now. Not even remotely close to 10,000. We should be. That is a very attainable goal for something like what I'm doing. 10,000? Are you kidding me? I should be shitting 10,000 subscribers, but I'm not. And I know the product is good. I ask everybody in the industry, what do you think of this? And they're all like, there's nothing like this. This is like so unique. All of these shows, you film all these shows? Most of them, yes. And they're blown away. You do all the production? You do all of everything? Yes. And they're blown away. And you would be too if you just get off your lazy ass and go there and check it out. $2.99 a month. Think of what I could do with that kind of money. Think of the not only the fundraising aspect of it. Not only my quality of life would be much better. But just the shows that we could come up with, the upgrade in the equipment, the advertising funds. We could make this thing into a million subscribers. And then think about the stuff we could do. This is all very realistic, attainable goals. And all I need is that initial 10,000 subscribers. And I always said, I'll finish this book when I get those 10,000 subscribers. Because that's success. I'll have a, a big party. We'll announce the 10,000 subscribers, we'll do awards, we'll do thank yous, we'll have celebrity guests, and we'll fly all the hosts from all over the country here. Just have a goddamn good time. And that's how I want to end this book, my autobiography, which is really just a book for my kid. I've mentioned this before. It's just a, here's a manual to your dad, but I don't want to end it until it's fucking happy ending. I, I gotta have that happy ending. And where, how do I get that? You. Subscribe to the fucking network already. ASYTV.com. That's all you have to do. If just the people that listen to this podcast alone did it, guess what? I'd be almost halfway to my goal. And then if you told people and shared it, then maybe we'll reach that goal. And there's no end in sight. It's not like I'm just going to shut it down if I don't do it by the end of next year or something, but it would be sure fucking nice to get it done. So I don't know really what that has to do with the topic of success and failure. It's just, that's all my personal successes and failures, but I, um, I'll never stop being grateful for being able to do this. I'm happy with where we're at. No, no, I'm not happy at all with where we're at. I'm miserable with where we're at, but I'm happy that I've gotten this far. So yeah, I'm not asking uh, much of anybody. Yes, there's a lot of things you can do. You could buy my kid's book. Yes, he, 
loves making money off of his book. I'm trying to make him a businessman, okay? And if he's a successful businessman, then there's a success in my book as well. Maybe that's how I'll end the book. If I don't get my own successes. Yes, I have albums out there. Yes, I want you to listen to this podcast. But mainly, I need people to start subscribing to AsaiTV.com. Okay? We're going to be back on Roku and Apple and Amazon, all that real soon. But even that stuff is unattainable without your support. I could do it right now. But that adds an extra $400 a month to my overhead. Right now, I'm, I'm, you know, what, $300 a month that I have to figure out how to make. I mean, it comes out of subscriptions. Yes, we make that money, but then there's other bills. You know, this is my income. This is my life. I know the old adage of putting food on the table. That's how I do it from people watching my work. So anyways, do that shit already. ASYTV.com. Get a side TV, hundreds of hours of all original TV. Truly something for everybody. Commercial free. You've got Netflix. You've got Hulu. You've got Amazon Prime. You've got Disney Plus. You've got HBO Go. You've got WWE Network. You've got all these things. $2.99 a month. Get on board. Now! Now it's time for the happy ending. Okay, this is usually where I tell you to, you know, go to AsaiTV.com and subscribe now to $2.99 a month, but I think I just did that for the last 15, 20 minutes. Um, there's also AsaiParanormal.com. Uh, you know everything. Go get my kid's book on Amazon. Go to uh, AsaiParanormal.com. We got a new thing called The 22 coming out pretty soon, which is going to be a crazy undertaking and um, something I'm very much looking forward to getting started. Uh, Colorado Springs Channel is still a thing. Uh, it, there's so much going on. One-Eyed Buffalo has a new album. I've already said all of this shit. You know what to do. So just go do it. But this segment's called The Happy Ending. So uh, what's making me happy at the moment? That's what I need. To, I need some music. Hang on. I need some happy music. I have no idea what this is. Oh, it's something called Skyline. City Skyline. It comes from my... Uh, collection of royalty-free music that I use on all my TV shows. I don't know if this is right or not. But it's going to have to do, because I don't feel like looking. Oh. It's like a news broadcast or like an 80s TV show or something. I'm in. This is... Okay, it's, it's growing on me. I need to turn it down a little bit. Hang on. Alright, that's much better. So what am I happy for? All the usual stuff. Happy to be a dad of the world's coolest kid. Happy me and my mom talk to each other every single day. Grateful to have a <laughs> grateful to do a monologue over this uh, this music. Grateful for my career. And grateful for you for listening to the Brandon Bishop podcast. Maybe we'll actually get to 1500 this week. Maybe it'll go down to nobody. Who knows? But pass the word. Uh, if you're listening to us on one of those iTunes or Apple Music or Spotify or tune in, hit the subscribe button. I'm going to try to get one of these. I'm going to try to shit one of these out right on your chest every single week. Um, I hope you appreciate that as much as I appreciate you listening. So, yeah, we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>